Bombshell. Bombshell. Get ready for some awful cards. Good banter. Good banter. I will never bring out that meme again. It sizzled. It sizzled. The banter was awful. It was very bad. This is a typical case of mansplaining. Great banter. Great banter in shoes. This is Sophie and this is Lizzie, your resident bachelor experts here with another episode of Batchy Band. Batchy Band. It's week four of uh, The Bachelor AU. We're finally down to the top 10 contestants. Not for long though. We increase. <laughs> the numbers <laughs> increase. And so does our heart rate. All views expressed in this podcast are in the spirit of the show. We do not know the contestants or The Bachelor personally. And as such, our commentary only relates to the world of The Bachelor television show as it is presented to us. Um, Disclaimer done. Disclaimer done. (laughs) Wednesday night starts with them being down to the top ten, all the girls are musing about who's going to get the next date. Um, We've seen this as a reoccurring theme, you know, all the girls at the start of the episode were being meh, 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 meh. Was that was that kittens, Lizzie, or was that the Bachelor contestants? We'll <laughs> never know. We'll never know. I get them mixed up a lot because <laughs> they're so okay. Heyo, good pun, good pun. Um, so Asha comes in to give the first date card. He said, like, "Only one date card this time." I'm being a cheeky little guy. Um, and of course, in that hugely suspenseful moment that we haven't seen during the previews of this show, so we don't know who's on this date. Rachel the whole time is doing classic reverse psychology mm. where she's doing the whole, it's not me, it's not me, like, I'm not going to do it, I'm just a little innocent one. And of course she gets the date because reverse psychology always works. Yeah. I do it on to you many a time. <laughs> and lo and behold, she goes on a very romantic date. Mm. It involves a boat. Yes, which she describes as an element of him and element of me. And I'm really glad she was able to, you know, further this statement on because I was very confused. And she describes it as, he does ropes for his job and I love boats. Therefore, it's meant to be. It's perfect. Hey. It is. Unfortunately, they don't really go anywhere on this boat, do they? It's not really about the journey. Um, as Miley Cyrus said, it's about the climb because they just climb to the top of the, I don't know what it is in a boat, to like the Crow's Nest. Uh, that's what they call it, uh, yeah. Not Crow's Nest, uh, Sydney. Great suburb. But oh, Crow's Nest Toowoomba. Wow. Great suburb. Didn't know that existed. Crow's, yeah. The Crow's Nest of the boat, they climb up there and they do the Titanic pose. Yes. Romantic? Yes. To a degree. Mm. To a degree when you realise how the movie ends. Yeah. I feel like anything to do with Titanic, it's like you have a moment of like, oh, how sweet, Jack and Rose. Oh, wait a second. Spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Maybe yeah, or all those who don't know history. The boat sinks. Yeah. It crashes an iceberg and sinks. Yeah. Jack dies. Rose goes, adios. Rose lives a life alone, well, not alone, but without Jack. I think that that's not a good omen for the beginning um, of a potential relationship. So uh, some advice to, to Richie, to all the, the ladies and gents out there would be maybe 
don't incorporate Titanic into a first date. Maybe pick a better film like mm. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Dirty Dancing's a good one. That, there's many others. That's just yeah. one off the top of our heads. Um, so then from there, they go to have a little rum tasting. Because standing on top of a boat is not enough for a date. I, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought that was like a date done. Ready to go home. Times. Yeah, fabulous. Apparently not. No, you need a little tasting of rum. I don't know how little though, because... Either Richie's a lightweight or he had a lot more rum than we saw on screen because he, he got cooked. <laughs> he was slurring. He was giggling. And uh, I think we saw the first signs of, like, potentially good band. Like, he really loosened up. So maybe a, a, sh- a little cheeky shot is what he needs to... Drink responsibility, though. We... <laughs> To get the conversation flowing, but drink responsibly. (laughs) We do not endorse alcohol consumption. (laughs) So meanwhile, back at the house, um, the girls have been told that Richie is hosting a little garden party for them, which is, I'm sure, just what they want, just to get out into their backyard that they've been (laughs) trapped in for five weeks. Um, So they all get dolled up. And they're all very friendly to each other, you know, playing croquet and, you know, sipping champagne and verticalness. Sparkling white. Yeah, let's be honest. But they are waiting and waiting and Richie, their host, is just not showing up. Yeah. So we cut two. Richie's like walking into really the arms of Osha. I thought mm. it was Osha's finally single day. Yeah, finally got an interesting twist. But clearly uh, Richie did not watch the promos for this whole mm. week turning up to this show. Because um, he seemed surprised when instead of going on a date with Osha, he meets... Three intruders. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. The typical bachelor thing when it's getting a little dull or they're losing girls faster than they can handle. They're losing blondes. Yeah, that's true. That's a scary thing. When you lo- when you are not eliminating a brunette, you know that it's intruder time. Um, so we have three new intruders who Osha says, quote, are up for anything. Ooh. We'll leave that there. I don't know. They then came in on dirt bikes, horses and... A quad. And a quad. I don't... Yeah, I think that's what he meant by up for anything. Um, we have... They all have to go st- over a strategically placed puddle. Yeah. So all their white... They're all wearing, like... Well, one girl's wearing, like, a white singlet. So, of course, it gets nice and wet. Wet. Mm. I would say it was almost symbolic of their baptism into The Bachelor. Nice. Mm, religious symbolism. Am I right? <laughs> um, so we've got Sarah. We've got uh, Steph. And we've got Carly up. They're the three new intruders. Two blondes and like a bit of a dip dye. It's um, a bronze, I would a, call a it. A bronze? A bronze. A bronze. A bronze. A mix between brunette Bro- and blonde. And blonde. What an amalgamation. Richie then uh, straight up, like they just show up on the show and he straight up just goes um, on a single date with each of them. In like the same paddock. I don't know like if one, like when they, he does the horse riding where the other two just like chill out in like a tree they and definitely, then the next yeah. one comes out I was like oh, I'm ready for my yeah. date <laughs> they're just waiting in the wings and by wings you mean bushes um and so this date cross cuts to the garden party yes and there's a clear divide um between like the frocks and the frills versus the mud splattered quad bikes and it's just like clearly women can only be one thing we yeah. can't like interlaces can't be both yeah, yeah they're clearly painting the intruders as this like fresh like you know these yeah, kind of adventurous no. girls that are like as I just said up for anything and then we've got like the pretty girls in the house who are all yeah. dolled up waiting for Richie to come to their party yeah um also like really rude of the producers to like organize this party like the girls 
are so bored in that house, I'm sure, are so excited to see Richie, the only thing that, like, keeps them going on this show. And then he doesn't show up. Like, I'm sure there were better ways to do that. And, of course, the better ways to do that is through having Richie come to a cocktail party. It's probably, like, night time by the time we get there. And, of course, in a helicopter, and, of course, there's... The intruders. With him, yeah. And of course, lots of drama. Yeah, so, like, finally he shows up, but the intruders there, so that obviously overshadows everything. Everyone's annoyed, of course. Yeah. Like, lots of, oh! Yeah, that open was gates. that was open mouth, yeah. Um, and then we had this weird kind of fight between Kiki and Kira, and we're like, you're a peasant! It's, like, the weirdest insult yeah. of 2016. Do peasants even exist? I feel like they're definitely not called peasants anymore. That's very weird. Great TV entertainment. Love it. It's what I love to watch. Anyway, then we go straight to the rose ceremony. Really no messing around. We don't really see Richie at all doing the cocktail party. Mm. And there's a shock uh, twist in the rose ceremony, which is um, when he calls Megan's name. And so there had been murmurs of something to do with Megan um, in the news these past couple of weeks. And this was the moment we'd all been kind of waiting to see if it would happen. He says, will you accept this rose? And Megan says, I can't. This is the moment where I just had to stop because I realised I had to actually believe what Women Weekly were saying in their articles. Mm. I had to believe a tabloid because they're the ones who'd spoiled it for me. Yeah, it's when new idea turned into... Like a reliable source. Source, yeah, which is a scary thing. It's a very scary thing. <laughs> Essentially, Megan decided it wasn't for her, which is, like, totally fair enough. Yeah. You know, best of luck to Megan. She was a really cool girl, seemed yeah. like a lot of fun. I definitely got her head screwed on straight, and I think that um, it's probably a good decision. I don't think the show is yeah. for her either. And I think she's uh, got a bright future ahead of her, I'm sure. Yeah. And, unfortunately, the show must go on, the virus ceremony must go on. And Georgia left. Yeah. I had to do pause to think about who Georgia, what her name was. Um, and I feel like that was Richie's tactic. He just, like, ran out of names he could remember. Because mm. he, like, never had a date. No, never. Never probably had a conversation with Georgia. Yeah, probably really, know her middle name. really unfortunate. Definitely wouldn't know her middle name. <laughs> I probably didn't know her first name, which is just, like, frustrating. Because it's, like, everyone should be given a chance if you didn't even really... Yeah. Speak to her. It's a real shame. But the other thing, the other reason she could be gone is just because she's not blonde. That is true. That's the other, probably the only other possible option. And that was the end of Wednesday's episode. Uh, Megan leaving the show was actually reminiscent of last season of The Bachelor with Sam Wood when one of the contestants, Jacinda, actually did the same thing. She left the show by her own choice. And we were lucky enough to have a discussion with Jacinda about her time on the show and her thoughts on the current season. Um, so first of all, we were curious about the application process. And, like, what was the strangest part, do you think? I think the, the questionnaire, like, the thing that you fill out online, takes you over an hour to do if you do it properly. But I thought that was, like, they, they asked so much information from you up front. And then the next process is, is, you know, is what you expect. There's a bunch of you in a room and they run you through some weird tests. Like one was I got, we had to stand in a circle and this guy was just talking to us like normal and um, he said a couple of things and then all of a sudden he threw a rose on the ground. He said, who wants it? <laughs> and a bunch of the girls jumped, like leapt. So, so some people hesitate. Like I hesitate. I kind of went to go for it and then went, oh, this is odd. <laughs> like, my brain was like, yes, 
hurt herself. Yeah. Like, I don't want it that bad. But it was just obviously like it was to see, you know, how you react to something that's just thrown at you like that. Did the producers um, ever tell you, like, what to do and whatnot? No, I remember a lot of, you know how when someone makes you feel like they're becoming your friend, like if you think about this, right, mm. take away from you right now, take away your phone, any communication you could have with family and friends puts you in a uh, house where, yeah, you're, you're trying to win something out at the end of it or, or you know, yeah. get something that you've been told is what you want really want. Um, and and you're, you're going against a bunch of other girls that you've only just met and you want to like and you want them to like you and you want to like them. And put in there only one person who's your producer uh, – to who becomes like your best friend mm. and comes a little, becomes a little sidekick, you're going to talk to that person and feel more comfortable with that person because you've got no one else to talk to. So anything they say to you, you're going to think they're on your side and you're going to trust and believe. So when you've got a producer and you, you know, just sitting there and they're like, how are you going, babe? No, where are you up to? Oh, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, there's no camera around now. It's just you and me. You know what? What are you feeling? I, you know what? I know he really likes you at the moment, and you know you're not giving enough of yourself. You know, I think you need to put yourself. I want you to go far in this. I just think he he really likes you, and you know you have to stand out from the other girls. What are you going to do tonight? What are you going to do to stand out? When someone does that to you, and you are, you're insecure. Your insecurities just go out through the roof. I'm not an insecure person, but that, mm. holy hell, like out of nowhere, I was like, what is wrong with me? Were you surprised by your portrayal on the show? You know what, yes. Um, I thought I might come off as a bit crazy. So <laughs> I, I second-guessed everything. When I left, mm. I thought everyone's just going to think I'm a big crazy weirdo for even crying and being upset like I was. Because mm. there's a lot of st- stuff, like my tears most of the time, wasn't about exactly what you, you'd see. And, yeah. You know, there, there yeah. was a lot, obviously a lot more that you're, you're missing. They've got to decide what they're going to show and where they want you to go with them on the journey. And, I mean, the way I am, a show like that was never going to work for me. It was really silly of me. Once I got in there, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? I'd never tread on any other girl's toes to, you know. Yeah. If anything, I used to try to hide from him. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my girlfriend's really, you know, I know which girl, some of my girlfriends really like you right now, and yeah. so I can't make eye contact. Mm. Like, how stupid. Yeah. That's how I reacted. Once some of the girls came home and were like, oh, I love him. I was like, oh, okay, well, he's all yours, and <laughs> get aside. In saying all that, do you regret your decision to go on the show, or do you think there was some value in it for you? Um, I'm still yet to see the real value of it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I did it because I always like to take myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I put myself out there. And I guess the one thing I learned was being, you know, you always question whether being yourself is enough. But um, I have learned that being myself is more than enough and it's the best I can be. Yeah, for that, that's been great. But um, I, I did suffer a lot from the show and I, it was very confusing because it wasn't like... I felt like, you know, I, I, it was about him or I don't know what it was. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just it's stopping going on something like that where everything's heightened, mm. your emotions are heightened, um, you, you leave your job because you have to, mm. and then you come out thinking, well, I don't 
I don't know where to start to go back to work. And for the months and months of not knowing what was going on and being in the dark, you feel very alone. Mm. And also because because you've come off, it's like you're, you're something, they make you feel like you're something special for that moment. And yeah. then you come off and now you're nothing to them. They, they forgot to really, to keep looking after us and make us feel like we're part of the journey. Yeah. They kind mm-hmm. of just wipe you. And that feeling, you feel very used and abused to some degree. And I couldn't work out what was wrong with me. But it was once, you know, now I look back, it was, I was feeling all these weird emotions from it. So mm, I'd say it sets you back. Yeah. And I tell everyone, if anyone thinks about going on the show, I've told them, like, straight, mm. you want to be set back for about 12 months because you probably will be financially, mentally. And you might get a lot out of it mentally later. Yeah. But mm. at the time, you're going to suffer hardcore. Yeah. You think it'd be exciting and fun. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's amazing fun. And it is exciting. And then other times it's just awful to experience as a girl. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we spoke about briefly before the white rose. It's something that we really think is... Yeah, we aren't a fan of it. We think it's a really bad idea. It's making the girls very catty. And we spoke about this in our last episode. Oh, I think it's done. Exactly. (laughs) And so that's like, yeah, what are your... If you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on it and the thinking behind bringing into the show. Well, okay. So last year Heather got the white rose. And straight away, it's, it's, it's an instant thing. Like, we've all just got uh, getting to know each other. We've only hung out for, what, the last week by that point, the, the beginning. The White Rose is introduced, and instantly it, it, it draws everyone's attention to it straight away. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it makes everybody go, that's someone I have to watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're already given that, I would say, almost like a stigma before the whole thing's even started, really, properly. Mm-hmm. And so we we concentrated on it to the point where like when is she going to use it? Because you never we didn't know when she was going to use it. She could use yeah. it at any point. So you just you know it exists yeah. and you know it's around, but you have no control over it. But yet this girl does. Yeah. So instantly, when you've got nothing else to talk about in the house because you don't, you can't watch TV, you can't yeah. you can't watch the news, you can't read magazines, you can't do any of that. So what else do we have to talk about? whatever's going on yeah. and what's going on at that point is only the white rose mm. so we, we we speculated about that stupid white rose for so long <laughs> to hear more we have an extended cut available right now and it's something you definitely don't want to miss Thursday night's episode starts with something I've been waiting for since the first episode really Elena having another single date I've missed Elena so much on this show, and I'm not saying that in a stalker way. No, but she, we definitely are as well, because we <laughs> oh, definitely stalked her Instagram. And Richie also was looking forward to this date, because he, in inverted commas, mm, the splashed, producers splashed out big on this date. They did. They, you know, had a private jet. Not a helicopter for once. Oof. Mm-hmm. Spending big. They then went on to have a little picnic set up, and they had another heart-to-heart. Richie keeps going on about how he feels like Elena knows everything about him, and he knows nothing about her, and, like, I just kept being like, dude, just ask. Like, it's really not that hard. Not sure he's memorised the cue cards. No, though. that's the only problem. I don't think he'd know which way to go with the questions. Um, but we did get a little bit more information about Elena. Super interesting. She yeah. she just kind of talks about her like personal experience and how she's hesitant to kind of open up because um, she doesn't want to be heartbroken. And she knows that when she tells some, you know gets intimate with someone, it's kind of uh, she's more vulnerable. So she really opens up. You know, 
breaks down a layer, which they're all about, mm-hmm. a wall they're all about. They love that much, so they shop it. Mm. Um, and classic Richie, with his classic lines, delivers one of the best lines he's said this whole season. Okay. Mm. Great, Rich. Said it with conviction. Such conviction. I really felt it. I'm so glad she opened up to you. Yeah, it was such... Okay. 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 Uh, they did still make out, though. She... Which is so understandable, because she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and she got a rose as well, yes. which is no surprise at all. Wait, he had a single date and gave a rose to someone on that single date? Wait, he had a single date and kissed someone on that single date? Oof. I'm thrown. Wow, Richie. Breaking a pattern. Oh, what doesn't break the pattern, though, is this reoccurring theme of mum. Wife and mum dates. <sighs> Training. Tests. If you will. And this one's a bit fishy. It is indeed. They go to the uh, the Sydney fish markets. Great date. Sexy, great date location. Sexy. To see uh, if they can literally make some of Richie's favourite meals. I think the only way to comment on this date is to hear our live reaction to it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's making yeah. They're literally like making him a sandwich. Because first of all, this date is fishy. And so then we move to the final date of the episode, which is another single date. To someone who's been wanting a single date since Day Dot, has been complaining about group dates from Day Dot, and it's Kira. Lover or hater, she polarizes people and keeps the show interesting. Exactly. Um, but Richie does tailor the date to her. Um, to all her needs. Which is probably what you should do once you get to know someone <laughs> a little bit. And it's a yoga date. Kira has apparently been practicing yoga for two years, so she Which was... Which makes you an expert on anything. Absolutely. Um, and so she was ready to really hone in on Richie's uh, yoga technique. Fortunately, Richie was not ready. No. Poor yoga instructor <laughs> was such a third wheel. She was. Kira was trying to really take over and teach Richie what to do. Uh, and Richie didn't want to be taught, I don't think. And uh, unfortunately, um, that kind of got him to make up his mind about Kira. Yeah. It really put him off that much. Um, and he decided that... He wasn't going to make out with her and he wasn't going to give her a single rose. Which is a huge, rose. huge shock. For a single date. Um, and they sat down, had a chat. Um, the tension was very evident. Like, Richie was... I feel like his masculinity was very bruised. He was struggling yeah. to uh, to talk to her and was very, like, over it. I could tell that yeah. this was... But she, too, was over it. Like, you yeah. Could, you could sense she was like, don't try and, like, you know, whittle me down to something. Like, yeah. I know what I am. I'm cool. I'm confident. And then so she, like, was just so ready to leave. Exactly. I think it'd be hard for her because she's very much is painted as, you know, the villain or whatnot. And I think the girls would have noticed that and been like, oh, you know, like, really... like being divided against her yeah and as we've heard in Jacinda's interview um the producers often do talk to the girls about sort of what they should be doing and what they should be thinking and all that kind of stuff they definitely would have been would have contributed to the way they would have felt about Kira as the villain but when Kira left of course because she is very confident in herself which is fabulous and she said like something to the effect of her being you know too good for this or, you know, too good for him or something like that anyway. Which is like, yeah, good on you, girl, for, for having that confidence in yourself, not being, um, kind of not feeling down and whatnot. So good luck to you, Kira. You were you entertaining. We'll miss you. 
I'm just not sure how the show is going to continue. I know, her. neither. We just like, need a good bit of like breathing space in this show. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. It is. They're going to have to create some drama for sure. What isn't interesting <laughs> is the cocktail parties once again. No. Another lackluster one. The rose ceremony as well was also pretty lackluster because... There was none. <laughs> because they pulled them all into the hall, the hall, wherever it is, into the room and then said... Sorry, dudes, no rose ceremony tonight. Didn't see that in the previews. No, that's true. Uh, So that's it for this week of The Bachelor AU. We lost three girls, we gained three girls, so we're back at our top ten starting point. And what would you say your top three picks are? Um, I would say my top three picks at this stage are Nikki... Yep, same. She's probably my Definitely number one. Definitely a front runner. Yeah, um, Elena. Mm. And She's my top pick if I was on the show. <laughs> same. And I would say Alex is definitely still up there. Yeah. Would you tend to agree? I would. And we heard a little bit from Jacinda before, but she also has some interesting insights into who she thinks will be the top picks. So definitely check those out in our extended cut, also available on iTunes. And while you're checking things out, make sure to check out our Spotify um, for all your Batchy Beats, another week, another playlist of top 10 songs. You can search us at Batchy Band. Perfect for your morning commute, your afternoon commute, any commute really. Even just a dance session in your living room. Or even have a pump up mix for that dance session. Perfect. Batchy Band would not be possible without the help of Linus and John and our wonderful listeners. To keep up to date with everything Batchy Bant, check out our Twitter at Batchy underscore Bant.